The Detroit Free Press presents Talkin' Lions, your audio home for all things Honolulu blue and silver. Here is your host from the Detroit Free Press, Dave Burkett. Dave Burkett here along with Carlos Menares and Sean Windsor. And guys, it's uh, the week after the news of the Matthew Stafford trade request broke. And in case anyone's been living under a rock, Matthew Stafford went to management after the season uh, told them he'd like to be traded. They they agreed to table that discussion. And finally, after they got Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell in, they reconvened and, and uh, the organization agreed to to uh, make his his wish happen, essentially. And, and I expect this to happen now here in the coming weeks uh, before the new league year starts or when the new league year starts, the deal will be consummated. But uh, a deal should be in place. Talking to someone last night, uh, fully expect the Lions to begin trade discussions in earnest this week. Um, senior bowl week. I don't know that they have a big contingent going down there, but a lot of these discussions start happening. So let's, uh, let's start there. First of all, Sean, let's go to you. Um, look, uh, I, I think I believe at least, I think you're sort of, you know, you and I sort of think alike with some of these things, Carlos, he's, he's way off in left field. Uh, this was a move that had to happen, right? I mean, for both parties, it's a good thing because you look at where the Lions are. They're in a. They're entering a complete rebuild. You look at where Matthew Stafford is at, at this point in his career. Two years left. His age. His his injury history. To me, this is the right move for both him and the organization. Well, I I, I agree with that. I don't know that it had to happen. I mean, if he wanted to say and give it a and run it back, did 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 you break the the news or did somebody say that? Did I see a report that if uh, Bevel had stayed, he might have considered staying? I don't know yeah. if that's true. Uh, maybe he didn't want to learn, learn a new system, but the fact is he's going to have to learn a new system wherever he goes. So I, I, I agree. I, I think it's good for both parties, uh, especially for Stafford. Um, Cause I think he believes in his talent and believes that maybe he gets in the right spot and he might have a shot at winning at a different clip. And uh, at his age at 33, you know, he's how many years does he have left in his prime? Don't say Tom Brady. He's, he's an outlier, right? I mean, I mean, we've never seen anything like what he's doing, but reasonably what's he have three, four years, maybe that he can still sling the ball around and process information at that clip. So, uh, he wanted to zero. Wow. Carlos. (laughs) What's that? Carlos just held up the zero. He said, no, no years left. I mean, he doesn't, but I don't know that it had to happen, but I, but I don't think it's a bad thing that it, that it did happen. And, uh, it's interesting, you know, you think about how many markets, the way the fan base has reacted to this, most of it is like, yeah, go get your, uh, Go chase a playoff run somewhere. You know what I mean? You, you put your time in here. It's kind of been interesting. I know there's some people that are saying good riddance, but I think that's in the minority, to be honest. No, I think most people, just to, to address the the Errol Bevel you know, report real quick, um, uh, look, Stafford wanted out, okay? I mean, I don't think this had as much to do with Daryl Bevel and where he ended as just being – he was beat down like Barry Sanders was and like Kelvin Johnson was. It's just he wants to keep playing, and those guys didn't. You know, that's, that's what this organization has done to too many players for too long. He did not want to go through a rebuild. Uh, had Daryl Bevel been here as head coach or maybe as, as offensive coordinator, maybe that might have made him a little bit less likely to ask for this, but I think this was, was done – when the season was done, probably during the season, he wanted this to happen. And frankly, this wasn't about Dan Campbell keeping Daryl Bevel as offensive coordinator. Daryl Bevel didn't want to come back as offensive coordinator once he got passed over for head coach. So that was not going to happen at all. Uh, and that's why we are where we are again today. Matthew Stafford and Kelly Stafford, they put their house back on the market. This trade is going to happen. 
I know, you know, uh, people have said over the weekend that it's only happening if they get fair, fair market value. They will. They will get a first round pick, something of, of that ilk. And Matthew Stafford will be playing for a different team in 2021. Carlos. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I hate to admit it, but I'm kind of in agreement with Sean. I don't know if it had to happen. You know, if I'm, if I'm looking at it from the Lions and from Stafford's point of view, he absolutely wants to go. Why? Because he's 33. He's having, he's, he's, the injuries are piling up. He's having a hard time getting through the season now. Um, you know, he knows, well, he wants one more contract at least, right? He wants to cash in. He wants to go somewhere and get a new contract extension or whatever. He knows the clock is ticking um, and the lines aren't going to extend him. So he needs to go somewhere before his body completely shuts down. Makes sense from his point of view. And I don't blame him for not wanting to go through another rebuild. And it's going to be a slow one. I mean, you know, no matter how much Brad Holmes calls it a retooling, it's a rebuild and it's going to be a long and slow one. So I don't blame Stafford for wanting to leave. Um, but I agree with Sean, though, that I don't think this had to happen. I mean, if I'm the Lions, I want all options on the table. I want potentially to bring back Stafford, you know, because he he's as good as any free agent Tyrod Taylor type guy you're going to bring in here you know, to back up a, a you know, a, a first round pick or whatever, a, a young quarterback that's, you give them, you have more options, right? The, the quarterback, the, the rookie can start, they can sit, whatever. If you guys have, if you have a guy in place. Well, um, he is, he is, but this is why I say it had to happen because what are you, if you're the lions and you keep them, you're, I mean, that's not, you need to tear this thing down in order to reach where you want to reach. Right. And I don't think the lions would have done this by themselves. They needed Matthew Stafford to go to them and say, Hey, I want out. And that really, really gave them, you know, I compared it to like, you know, I don't know, high schoolers that are dating, right? And, and the guy wants to break up with the girl, but he's not really sure, you know, prom's coming up. He's like, what am I going to do? And finally the girl breaks up with him. And then he's like, yeah, you know, it, it should have happened long ago anyways. Like both parties needed to separate because this is what, because the Lions could not start over. They could not tear this thing down to the studs without Stafford being gone and without getting the draft pick compensation that they're going to get. In Which they're going to help the rebuild. But Dave, they're going to use that more than likely. I mean, maybe maybe they won't, but they're going to use that compensation on a quarterback, right? So it's not like they're going to get a defensive stud in the first round. I mean, maybe they will. But you got two uh, first round picks potentially now, and maybe you have to use one to get up. But I, I don't know. I don't know that you're going to have to use one. I mean, you might not have to do that, but you're going to at least use one of them. So I guess you can get a defensive player. I look if they really believed in the retooling, and uh, and that's on the defensive side, then. Maybe they could make one more run with him and the culture change and everybody stays healthy on offense. They'd have a pretty good offense. I don't know. I 12 years. They made no runs in 12 years. There's no reason to believe they would make one in the no, next. I, no, one, I understand two, three, that. I, 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 no, I totally understand that. But to me, it was really up to Stafford, right, in, in a sense. And Absolutely. that he wants to go, the fact that the Lions are going to agree to that, I think is, is smart. And um, I'm mean, obviously they're doing it in their own best interest, but it's good for Stafford too. He wants to go try somewhere else. So what I don't think he's doing is selfish, which is what Carlos wrote Carlos, today. Let's hear that. Let's hear that side of things. How is this not selfish? I want to hear Sean. How was this not a selfish? It's move? not. You okay. wait. You you put twelve years in, and you've got two years left in your contract, and you want to and a new organization. I mean, excuse me, a new front office and coaching staffs coming in, and you say I'd like to be traded after twelve years. You think that's selfish? Yes. Well, look, I, maybe it's selfish. Go ahead, Carlos. I'm sorry. Well, it's selfish. One, mostly it's selfish because he's because he went to them. He should have not. He should have done whatever he could have done to make it known he'd like to move on without having to ask for basically demanding a trade. Because once you ask for a trade, 
once your star quarterback asks for a trade, then that's it. You can't, you, you're going to have an unhappy situation. You know, just look at Deshaun Watson. I mean, it's a different situation, but you can't have Deshaun Watson on that team anymore. You know, no, it's very different, right? I think happy. That, that, that organization, Carlos, is dysfunctional, even in a different way than this one. Right. Is. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And the fact that, but, and I don't know that he's demanding and he's miserable. I think it's just time for a change. He didn't call up reporters and say, hey, look, I want to get out of Detroit. I mean, he hasn't hurt their leverage at all. I don't know who leaked it. Maybe it's probably his agents that leaked it. So, Carlos, I think you're right there that, you know, yes, but who cares? I mean, it doesn't – being selfish about this is not a bad thing. Players should have – I mean, if, if he wants out, that's on him to say so, and he said so. And it, it's not – it doesn't matter what it does to the Lions. A, B, I don't think it's going to hurt their bargaining position. Why, why should he care about helping the Lions, you know, bargaining – position when he's trying to get out and get himself to a better situation he's get, getting all he can for this organization well no it's not just that he's going to want to go to he's going to want to have a little bit of not say so not that he will but hopefully the lines will send him to a the kind of place where he can contend a little bit so he he's beholden to them for a little bit so he doesn't want to completely alienate him right so he's got to care some i would think dave well but the only people that are going to want to trade Stafford and want to give up the price that it's going to cost are going to be teams that view themselves as being a quarterback away, right? If you're it, you're not trading Matthew Stafford, whoever has the let's say the number three pick in the draft, right, or the the New York Jets, right? They're not a quarterback away, number two pick. They're not not that Stafford. Well, what if New England wants him? He doesn't want to go hang out with Matt Patricia anymore, and uh, and they're and they're not as close as San Francisco or Indy or New Orleans or even Washington. Washington, right okay. but you know from the Lions standpoint again like maybe that's better for them to take that deal because he's in the AFC and it's all about the draft pick comes if you're the Lions you have to take what's reasonably the the best offer I mean if you know splitting hairs sure you know you want to do right by your player because you don't want another Kelvin situation you don't want this Barry situation I mean these you know this organization has had far too many black eyes in that regard for far too long but um reasonably you know if if the the offers are similar you send him to a, a good spot for him that's also a good spot for you right you're not sending him to the bears you'd prefer to have him in the afc than the nfc but if washington makes the best offer or san francisco makes the best offer you can certainly deal him to those those spots to to get him to a, a team that uh you know in theory is going to he's going to help them win who's the, who's who's the best fit for you in terms of for the Lions? san francisco is what the 12th pick San Francisco has a 12th pick. I mean, I think that would be a great one um, just because of the, the look, um, you know, from the Lions standpoint, that's an excellent pick to have, you know, uh, the Indianapolis Colts. I think they have a ton of cap room. The Colts are a team that last year they gave up pick number 13. I think it was for DeForest Buckner. And if you're trading that pick for a defensive lineman, you'd be willing to give up a first round pick and then some for a, for a quarterback that you think can put you over the top. I think Washington is another team that I certainly would watch. You know, those would be the top three suitors I would guess in my eyes, the one situation to your point about not wanting to go to a spot. That's not great. You know, Denver to me would be the one situation that, you know, maybe they think they're closer than anyone else in the NFL does. They're certainly not a quarterback away. And I don't think they would, they would ultimately, I don't think they'll be in the mix for that reason, but George Payton what about New Orleans? was in this, this situation for a long time. So maybe they are. New Orleans doesn't have the cap room. New Orleans would be another good situation. No, no Drew, Drew Brees. Obviously there's some ties to, to Dan Campbell. So I, I certainly could see that one helping or that one being, you know, in play, but they, they don't have the cap room. So they have a lot of work to do. I want to hear more about Car about, you know, Carlos's theory though, that, that Stafford selfish and, and how, uh, you know, this one is went all sideways on the lines here, because I just don't think the, the point Carlos is that I don't think that 
had they had Matthew not leaked this or his people not leaked this, get, it still would have got out. This is combine week. They're going to be talking to all these teams about trades. So it's not like they're just talking to one. They're talking to five, six, seven teams. They know a deal is going to be, be made. And if there's more interest than one team in Matthew Stafford, which there will be, uh, I just don't see how it, how it impacts the, the bottom line of what they're going to get in return. There's a difference between, you know, shopping a player, you know, as GMs and personnel people talk in front offices versus a, knowing that a player wants to leave, you know, that, you know, that forces the team's hand. The team cannot have him on the, on their roster. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's obvious that the lions are going to, they're rebuilding. They're probably going to draft a quarterback pretty soon. And, you know, all this and Stafford's, you know, he's, it's his time is done in Detroit. People understand that, you know, but if the Lions had, if there was nothing from Stafford of him asking, going to the Lions to ask for a trade, they could have played at KG and like, hey, Stafford's a great quarterback, you know, just like the Holmes and Campbell said. He's amazing. He's a stud. We'd love, we have no problem keeping him, you know. You, it's all- they've got 12, Carlos, they got 12 years of tape on him. I mean, come on, they, they can make, they can see what they can see. They, they understand what it is. And they, to Dave's point, of course, the general managers and scouts and all, they, these guys all talk. Right. Why, why is it why is it that Holmes and Campbell are calling this a retooling and not a rebuild? Because they don't they don't want to give the public impression to the NFL or anybody else that this is a teardown, that we're gonna get rid of every high priced player, free agent, we're gonna go young, we're gonna they don't want to make it seem that way. They want to make you always want to make it seem in negotiating that you have all options available to you. And Stafford saying, I want to get out of here, I'm going and I'm making it an issue. The teams know. The teams know now, and as some, yeah, but they knew anyway. How come we all listen to Holmes and Campbell, and we talked about this last week? The three of us, I think we did, or maybe, yeah, excuse me, last week, we all picked up on the that the fact that they weren't sold on keeping Stafford. You could hear it in their voices, and both of them. And if we can figure that out, it's just measly little reporters, except for Dave, of course, he's Jesus. But if you and I can figure that out, right? And Dave obviously figured that out then why the hell couldn't teams figure that out? Of course they can figure that out, Dave. Come on, help me out here. Well, I look, uh, I don't know. I, I, part of it, I think, is, you know, Stafford didn't want to go through a rebuild. So maybe by saying retool, there was some, like, holding out some inkling of hope that Stafford would want to stay. I mean, but ultimately, you know, you, you look at what the roster is and, and where things are. Like, I mean, you, you know, you got an animal outside barking at your front door and you can call it a cat. It's, it doesn't make it a cat. It's still a dog. Right. So no matter what they call this, a retool a rebuild, whatever it's a rebuild and, and they got a lot of work to do. And, you know, barring some miraculous moves this off season, we're probably looking at a pretty lean season in 2021 for the lions. Yeah, they got the worst defense in the league, right? Or one of them. Worst defense in the league. No receivers. I mean, Marvin Jones, obviously, he's not coming back, right? He doesn't want to play for it. At the stage he is in his career, he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. Kenny Galladay, I'm guessing you're going to have to franchise him to get him to come back because a big selling point for him was being around Matthew Stafford. So, you know, you, you have an offensive line and, and you have a, a running back potentially in, in DeAndre Swift, but there's not much else that you can hang your hat on right now if you're the Lions. Is he Hawkinson a pro bowler? How dare you? I mean, well, he, I mean, you're right. Hawkinson does have some potential. Hey, Tyrod real quick. Taylor's gonna, he's gonna, Tyrod Taylor will complete about 60 passes to him next year if they draft Trey Lance. Yeah. Re- real quickly, though, just looking ahead, and, and, and I know it's interesting thing about where Stafford will wind up, and a lot of people around here are going to follow him next year and probably secretly or maybe not so secretly root for him and pull for him. But, uh, but what about 
looking at the draft and just the idea that they have to go look for a quarterback now, first time since 2009. The, the last time they did it was uh, 2002. They took Joe Harrington with the third pick. And as I wrote in a column today, you know, obviously that didn't work out well. Well, you know who went number one that draft? David Carr to Houston. And he was taken by a general manager in Charlie Casterly who had had a lot of success in Washington, right, and found a lot of really good players. So it just, just kind of goes to show you that even good general managers have to get lucky when you're trying to figure out can a quarterback um, make it in the NFL because the, the, the information you have to – the speed of which you have to process information in the college versus the pros is almost impossible for even the best scouts to measure can, can, if, if a quarterback can make that jump and handle that, that uh, uptick and you know process and information and it's so it's kind of a guess right Carlos I saw you throw your hand I, I, I take exception to Sean not recognizing that the Lions drafted Jake Rudock and Brad Kaya I, I'm I'm deeply offended and I'm texting I'm texting Jake Rudock right now with your oh I'm sorry by the way you know what real quickly if you go back and look at the just just the number one quarterback the, the quarterback's taking the number one like since uh, Peyton Manning because I think there have only been two guys that have won a Super Bowl at that spot. It's the Manning brothers. Two others have played in it, Cam Newton and uh, and Jared Goff. But um, that's four in like 20, 25 years or whatever. But just the number one picks out of the however many quarterbacks have been taken, a 12, 13, 14, however many, only half of them worked out. I mean, that, like a, that's so a 50% chance of failure with your quarterback at the number one spot. Uh, 50% of – chance of failure, but that goes with any position. But the bottom line is you need a good quarterback to win in the NFL. So it's about identifying the right quarterback more than it is. How do you do that? Quarterback at, and yes, you can find one at eight, like Josh Allen or 10 or whatever Patrick Mahomes went or, but you know, the, the, the 24 and Aaron Rodgers getting that guy are better when you're taking him in the first round or when you have your, your pick of guys. And so it doesn't matter where they take them, but what the lions really need to do is identify that guy this off season, land that guy this off season. That's why I look, it's good. Brad Holmes, uh, especially in an off season where we may not have a, a regular, you know, there's no combine. Some of the pre-draft processes will not be the same. He has a a deep background scouting, John Dorsey, who they're bringing on. The guy spent three days a week during the season watching college film. That was his Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, sitting in his office in in his house in Cleveland, watching college film. And he's the guy that drafted Patrick Mahomes. He's the guy that drafted Baker Mayfield. He was with the Packers when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. He signed Kurt Warner as an undrafted free agent. So I think the lions have, you know, people in place that can identify that right person. But, you know, we all know Trevor Lawrence is going one, right? Uh, now what the Lions have to discern is, you know, who's next on their list? Is it Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, you know, someone else? And then do they have to go up and, to your point, Sean, earlier, do they have to go up and get that guy? Can they wait and get him at seven? You know, is, maybe it's some sleeper that they really like. But for me, if I'm the Lions, you need to hit this quarterback position. I mean, that's the most – this is the most important draft choice they've had in – decades because new coach, new GM, new regime, chance that Aaron Rodgers is out of the division. Maybe finally there's a chance for not in 2021, but somewhere down the road for the Lions, if they get the quarterback position right, to be the team that everyone is gunning for in the NFC North. Well, I ser- sorry, Carlos, I certainly don't think they have to go up and get somebody. I mean, if anything, you look at the playoffs in the last decade, it shows you that there are plenty of quarterbacks that have been taken, uh, you know, outside the top five, certainly sometimes even some outside the top 10 that that make deep runs in the playoffs. So you're right. It's all about finding out who they want and then, and then rolling the dice and then hoping it works out. I mean, at some point 
it's it, in some way, even with a guy like Dorsey, who's had a lot of success, it's still a matter of uh, a little bit of blind faith, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you got to, and I, I'm not saying you have to go up to get that guy. I'm just saying you have to identify that guy. And so whoever you think the guy is, you have to trust in your evaluations and get that guy, whatever the, the cost is, right? You're not going to get to one. Jacksonville's not trading that, but and you, you probably won't get to two because if the Jets really feel strongly about a guy or they trade that pick to Houston or whatever, and they need a quarterback, you're probably not getting to two, but you know, maybe there's a, maybe there's a chance that uh, with the compensation that you get from Stafford, that you'll have the ammo that you need to go get your guy. And if you don't have that ammo to go get somebody, you at least have uh, some extra ammo to surround him with the talent that he needs to succeed. I mean, as so Carl's Stafford proved, you can't do it alone in this league, right? As a quarterback, no, right. Carl's would point out they've just had the number one pick in the draft for the last twelve years as a quarterback, and uh, and didn't win a playoff game, right, Carlos? Uh, um, let me check. Yeah, they have zero and three at Stafford. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, what do you think, Carlos? I mean, it's just it's it's always fascinating to me, just the sort of the art versus the science here of trying to figure out how to how to identify and find a quarterback who can who can succeed at the NFL level. It's, it's really interesting. The uh, I, you know, who I really blame in this whole thing is college defensive backs. They're so terrible in college. It's really <laughs> hard to measure like these guys are tearing these guys apart. And even the sec, I think they're not great. You know, Oh, Sean, we might've lost them. But to his point though, it's true. You watch, you watch, uh, you watch the the title game, or you watch the, the 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 playoff games, and you see these quarterbacks like Mac Jones is throwing the court, the receivers that are open by three four yards. You know what I mean? It's uh, sometimes even more down the field, which is on mistakes and so forth. But that but that's true. But I don't think it's just trying to fit the. To me, it's not the accuracy as much trying to fit into the windows is is the time the the time you have in the pocket. It's less. The linebackers are faster, right? The edge rushers are coming at you more quickly. The the power up the middle. I mean, it's just – and then surveying the the defensives, the strategies from the coordinators at the NFL level and yeah. how they're mixing everything up a lot more. Yeah, decision-making is huge. The, the other thing I'd say about this is being in a situation where the Lions are now and the way the game has evolved, maybe they have a chance to get a quarterback that has a little bit more of a dual threat ability, right? I mean, whether it's Justin Fields or Trey Lance, these guys are guys that can run, they can move. And, and you know, if I'm the Lions and I'm building my – you know, my offense, I, I think I'd like to incorporate some of that, just the way the game has changed, not to mention the, the you know, the, the coaches they have on staff. I mean, it doesn't take a genius. It doesn't take Lombardi to look around and see that, that the Lions want to be a really good running team. And, and you see what Anthony Lynn has done with Tyrod Taylor and, and some quarterbacks of, of that ilk. Um, I think, you know, a guy like that, a guy like a Justin Fields, a guy like a Trey uh, Lance that, that has some of that athletic ability, you know, maybe they're not ready in 2021, so maybe it is important to get a guy like Tyrod Taylor, but I think before long, you know, you can see them doing some good things in a Lions uniform. I mean, just, Dave, look at the at the three quarterbacks who just played Sunday, right? Uh, or three, excuse me, at the four quarterbacks. Three of them could run. Now, Aaron Rodgers doesn't run, run, and Mahomes yeah. doesn't run, run maybe as much as he even did his first year, but but their ability to get out of the pocket and throw on a run, that's, just, that's also big. And uh, Josh Allen can flat out run. Right. To your point about somebody like Fields or something, but uh, but you're right the the way it's evolving. Uh, who knows? Maybe they can go get Deshaun Watson, and that would just solve everything. <laughs> Look, I, you know, I put that on Twitter yesterday. Just a little Twitter poll, right? Is uh, Stafford in the number seven pick for Deshaun Watson too much, too little? What you know? What what do people think about that? And I wasn't necessarily advocating for that. I just kind of wanted to see what people thought about that 
that compensation because, you know, the talk is the Texans are going to want, uh, you know, three first round picks for, for Deshaun Watson. And, and so, you know, Stafford and, and number seven, that's, that's a lot to give up. Um, what does, what does Deshaun Watson look like if he's throwing to Travis Kelson uh, and sure. Tyree, Tyree Hill, right? Yeah. Is he that, is he that different from a Holmes? I, I mean, Watson is a fantastic quarterback. He's one of the best ones in the NFL. And I know, you know, the lions are not in, you know, they're in a rebuilding state right now and you don't usually go out and spend all that money on a quarterback. It behooves you to have a quarterback on a young, on a cheap contract if you do that. But Watson is a pretty special talent. So guys, yeah. I just look, Carlos just popped back in. So Carlos, I'll, I'll give you some word again here, but the, the clock is, is ticking on us. So, uh, you know, keep it brief and uh, we always run long, but uh, yeah, we, this thing's going to end on us in a couple minutes here. We love you, Carlos, but the trolling has to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I agree. Stop trolling me, Sean. Yeah, come on, Carlos. Yeah, give, come on. Give us lay the lay the wisdom on us, my man. I don't know what were you guys talking about. You were probably bad mouthing me when I was gone. We were actually talking about. Uh, oh, we were talking about the, the idea of mobility in in a quarterback and the, the way the game's changing and and that sort of thing. And would the Lions yeah. be interested in, in that? And then also, could they? Should they just try to go get Deshaun Watson? <laughs> if you can get Watson, great. But he's not coming here. He doesn't want to come here. Um, but. I, you know, the whole thing is right. Anthony Lynn, like he had one year as a coordinator in Buffalo and I don't think he called plays with the chargers. Um, but he likes, I mean, he's a running backs guy. He likes to run the ball. I think they're going to want, if nothing else, balance, but definitely a mobile quarterback. And I'm just saying Tyrod Taylor, cause he played for him twice. Um, but you know, if he's healthy, if they don't puncture his lung again, um, you know, he should be, I would go, I'd get rid of Chase Daniel who's also kind of mobile, but he didn't look good in the limited time we saw him I'd go after Tyrod I mean people loved him if I know Dave hates hard knocks but he was he came off as such a respected leader on hard knocks last year with the Chargers um so I think the you know coordinators always want the guy they trust and they he's going to trust Tyrod Taylor he's probably as good as any other free agent backup type guy he's not going to demand a huge contract he knows he's going to be okay and that was the plan last year Tyrod starts Justin Herbert sits for a while um until he got hurt so not a bad way to go. I think someone like him, a mobile type quarterback. I think it'd be fun. I like, I like watching mobile quarterbacks in the NFL. So why not? Carlos, I actually like where you're going. I mean, if I was, look, this is, this is, you know, January 26, just throwing this out there, right? Like as to how I maybe see this going for the lions, Tyrod Taylor, Trey Lance sitting the bench as a rookie, very raw, very talented kid. Maybe he's a guy that, you know, he takes a year or something to develop. But if you have a guy like Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor, who can at least, you know, help, help, keep you respectable. You're not going to win a lot of games, but keep you respectable in year one and be a good leader for a young quarterback like that. Maybe that's the direction that you go. He's a great, he was, he was a really respected, helpful guy who knew his position. He knew he's not going to be the chargers quarterback for life that he's just getting Herbert ready. He would do the same thing here with Lance or whoever they get. Obviously, what do you guys, play, but go ahead, Sean. Let's let's hear your quarterback solution for the Lions in 2021. No, I like what you I like what you're thinking. What do you guys think of Lance? Look, I, I I've said this, you know, on Twitter, you know, and I just don't I haven't watched him enough to have much of a personal opinion. I just know from talking to a couple of people around the league, like I said, extremely talented, extremely raw. He hasn't played a lot. He's still a young kid. He's 20 years old. So I, I just you know I need to find out more about him personally, but given the, the state that the Lions are in and, and given the options that they have available to them, I certainly could see that sort of Tyrod Taylor, Trey Lance, 
uh, duo at quarterback and going forward with that, because you don't need your, your rookie to be ready in 2021. What you need to do is, is find the guy that's going to lead you to, to a great deal of success down the road. So, and again, at Brad Holmes and his background with scouting, uh, John Dorsey and his knowledge of quarterbacks. I, you know, I think that's a good duo to, to trust this pick to, uh, and, and, you know, given the little that I know about Trey Lance right now, I, I think there's reason to believe that he could be in the mix. I, I agree that, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but I, I'd have to trust Dorsey and Holmes. If they sign off on whoever it is, if it's, if it's Fields or if it's Lance, if they like what they see and they know who they have and, and they have Anthony Lynn and, you know, good teacher, respected, all that stuff, um, I, you know, I could see it working. I mean, I, I, who knows, Sean, you know, as you say, like it's a crapshoot, but these guys sign off on it. They know quarterbacks. They know mobile quarterbacks. So, you know, I, I'll I'll ride with them if, if they're okay. No, no, I'm I'm with you. No, completely. And by, and by the way, these the, do you guys agree that what the what Sheila Ford Hampton, I guess to a degree, Rod would have done and and putting together uh, this sort of group of people to, to take the lines forward? I mean, it's it's actually not bad on paper. I don't know if it'll work or not. Who knows? But I do like the idea that they decided here's how we want to change the feeling in the building. Here are the some of the character and traits we want. And then they went out and found those. And then they've been bringing in experienced people to kind of back up these two guys that they brought in. I don't know. It actually seems like there's a plan. Will it work? I have no idea. But does it feel different a little bit to y'all? Leave it to Sean to bring up another topic when I told him we were under 10 minutes and the clock is ticking down. So, Carlos, no, just, a, just no, a quick question. Honestly, they're going to this thing is going to shut off on us. Carlos, you have the last word. Yes, I, I think it. I think there is a plan. Any plan that wasn't Chris Spielman running everything as the phantom menace up high and nobody knows what he's doing. <laughs> um, yeah, Dorsey and these guys, you know, as I mean, it's a little bit of training wheels, but I like it. I mean, they're they're recognizing that Brad Holmes doesn't have all the answers. So they're accepting reality. So it's good. It's giving them the best chance. And they're, you know, they're, they're doing, there is a plan, Sean. It does seem like there's a plan. Good people. Um, a lot to learn on all sides for those people within the building. And ultimately it comes down to the players they acquire on the field. And we'll see if they do that. We'll see how well they mesh together and we'll see if they do that and they pick the right people here, uh, I guess in, in the coming months and really the coming years, because this is a multi-year rebuild for the lions. Uh, that'll do it for us here because uh, again, our, our, uh, our, our clock is ticking on, uh, on Zoom. So for Carlos...